time even go that I don't fast. know it's fucked up um wait should we do our intro I don't remember what their intro I was I also don't remember what it was <laughs> but maybe we could just be like uh uh you're listening to my dark hour and this is Morgan and Carrie and today we're going to talk about spooky stories in, in honor of Halloween, we're a little bit late, but I think uh, originally that was the plan. It's El Dia de los Muertos today, though. You're correct. Oh, I no. Almost, I almost feel like we should start over at this point. Oh, no. I almost feel like <laughs> no, God is telling gonna, us, like, no, start over. We're just going to keep going. Okay, we're I'm just gonna, gonna, I am okay. going to just really quick see if I can figure out how to... Silence. Oh, do you thing? get text messages on your computer? Yeah, isn't that weird? Oh my god. I, I don't know. Think I can handle that. It's weird. Okay. All right. So, we're going to tell some spooky stories. I I th- I think we need to recap a bit. Um somebody at work was asking me about Ted Bundy. I'm like, "Oh, did you guys finish the Ted Bundy series of of <laughs> episodes?" And I said, yeah, that's the joke. Ted Bundy broke us. Like, it broke us. It broke us. It sent us just straight on over the edge. We and joked so, about it when it was happening, too. Yeah. Like, we went too far. We went too far down the Ted Bundy rabbit hole, and we got fucked up. I know. And then, like, honestly, my life has just been so dark that I, my life has just provided enough darkness oh, Jesus. that I couldn't even invite more darkness in. So maybe maybe we can consider this an exorcism of the Ted Bundy sort of Ooh. bad juju that's Ooh. been circulating. Because for real, the last year has been so fucking bad. Oh my god, so bad. So bad. Like for the world, mm-hmm. but for me and for and you. Me. And for you. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so no more Ted Bundy. We're done with that. Thank God. Fuck Ted Bundy. Fuck Ted Bundy. Also, can we just like really quick touch on how, okay, that Zac Efron movie about Uh, Ted uh, Bundy. uh, uh, Did you watch that? No, I I refuse to watch it. But it came out. I know. Oh, but I have things to say. Oh, girl. And I want you to say them. Uh, It has come out since last we talked. And the entire world just started talking about how hot Ted Bundy is all the time. Oh, and there's Monster joining us well, on the podcast. Yeah. She's also very upset about wait, Ted Bundy. Wait, wait, wait. Are you saying since the movie came out? Oh, well, I mean, it's always been a thing. But I feel like something happened there where um, everyone just really thought Ted Bundy was so hot suddenly. That's the entire thesis of the Zac Efron movie. Yeah. Is that look at how hot Ted Bundy is. Like, he may have killed some women. Maybe. Oh, but, but he's fine. But exactly. <laughs> so, 
so that's it. That's the whole movie. It's like there's a lot of him taking his shirt off. No. Oh yeah. Kind of just like being smooth, making no. charming women. Oh yeah. No. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Two distinct eyebrows. No. So, How could they? Well, they wanted to make him look hot, so that's what they had to do. Uh, yeah, it's really bad. It's 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 like offensively bad. Really. Because he was a horrible human being. It'd be yeah. like it'd be like making a porn about with Hitler. With Hitler. <laughs> Like, which I'm sure has also which been I'm done. sure has been done, but yeah. like a genuine like, mm, he's foxy. It's, Ooh. So that's that's kind of where we were with that. Um. Also, I've heard that there's like very little discussion or like um, it, there's like not any admonition at all about the killing. No, like there's very little killing in it, and um, there's very little violence. It's sort of hinted at at moments, but there's also there there's an implication, Dennis, <laughs> that maybe he didn't really do it. No. A little bit. That is so... It's bad. That is ludicrous. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Yeah. Well, fuck Ted Bundy, anyway. And fuck that stupid Zac Efron movie. Yeah. And fuck all the people saying he's hot. Because bitch needed to fucking pluck mm-hmm. his eyebrows. Not hot. Not, mm-hmm. hot. Not hot at all. And I bet his butt's... Like, really was stinky. What was the thing about the white socks? Like, he owned, like, 500 pairs of white socks. (laughs) So his feet smelled good. Ew. Very clean, clean socks. But his underwear... What do you? Th- what kind of underwear do you think you wore? Oh, tidy whitey, definitely all, all the way, I know. all the way. Ew. Oh yeah. So seventies, like the Fruit of the Looms white yeah. band, white underwear, yes. and then skid marks, maybe some skid marks <laughs> from time to time, and then white socks. So I can sort of see him like walking around his apartment in just his underwear and socks. Like he's that guy who oh would God. who would who would do that. I think. Girl, also I had this idea this week that I could become a drag king and my name could be Skid Marks. Wait. Hold on. What is a drag king? Okay, a drag king is when a lady dresses up as a guy. And I don't particularly, like, want to do that, but I you just, just want to have your navy skid, skid marks. marks. Yeah. I think we just need to find another <laughs> use for that name is really what we need to be doing. Okay. With our time. Well, uh, all right, enough, think of, Ted, about enough of Ted Bundy. We, we're we're going to move past him. All right, so today we are going to, in honor of... All of the ghost stories that I love to read, and I know you love to read. Uh-huh. I have I have honestly been on a ghost story binge. And I think what happened is when I had to quit, when I had to take some time off of true crime, I filled that hole <laughs> with ghost stories. So I have been reading a crazy number of like Victorian ghost stories, and it has been the best, the best. magical so magical but it's been getting me thinking a lot about things that i think are spooky and you have a lot of good spooky stories i think i have a moderate amount of mildly scary stories oh you've told me some spooky stories i don't know i i don't know i compared to okay did do you ever read the jezebel I don't know what they call it. It's scary story contest, I think. No, except for that one story. Jezebel's kind of a bullshit website, but I love the scary story contest because people write in and the rules are supposed to be, the story's got to be real. And maybe there's something else, but mostly it's, it's got to be a true story. So if, if people are to be believed, and it's the internet, so maybe not, but if people are to be believed, way crazier shit has happened to other people than has happened to me. So 
I feel a little, I feel like it's a little lame, but we'll do it. We'll, we'll go there. I don't know. We'll, we'll... I don't know if they're all real. No, no, I'm sure they're not. Because I feel like a lot of times with ghost stories, okay, there are good ghost stories, which are honestly the more mild ones. And then there are ones that are like stupid because it's kind of like, well, this is clearly not real. There's a lot I. of... Amityville. Exactly. Yeah. And that's what I'm going to... There's a lot of demon possession stuff. Ugh, boring. Which, yeah. I'm and not I'm into like, that shit. That's, that can't be real. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know any... Every single person I know has a ghost story. 100% of people I know have some sort of ghost story. Yeah. 0% of people I know have a demon possession <laughs> story. So I'm like, I don't think that's a real thing. Although, okay, I knew a girl. So I worked at a cafe with someone, and she was telling me about how she used to have night terrors and she was describing what would happen and she framed it as night terrors but she told me that what happened and it's weird because it actually like when I've heard of other stories sometimes of hauntings Uh it sounds very similar so she said what would happen is she would suddenly wake up she was not able to move her body at all and then she knew it was happening because a sound like a lo- she said it was like a locomotive like the whistle and the like kind of you know the wheels sound would uh-huh. be in her head like so loud and then it would stop and she would see this black mass sitting at the end of her bed which is pretty spooky i mean that's kind of spooky it's it's very spooky but i also like night terrors are I think a relatively well-documented thing. Right. And that's part of them. Is that kind of like a pervasive sense of evil, you know, and see like there's a pattern of things that people see. So I'm like, that's gotta be just something in our brain. Yeah. That would suck though. Maybe, oh, it'd be horrible. And maybe ghosts are too. I don't know. Maybe that's just something happening in our brain, but. Well, I I can tell you for a fact that what I saw tonight was not in my brain. Oh, yeah. Lead lead us off. Lead us off with the supernatural event of the evening. Okay, so I was kind of bumming because when we were making a plan for tonight, I had, like, two things on my list. And I was like, man, I just haven't really had a lot of things happen to me, which was crazy. Um, So I was like, oh, man. And I was sitting reading The People Who Eat Darkness, which Carrie just sent to me this week, and it's so good. It's so good. It's so good. And I'm sitting there, and my dog is sitting with me, and I was waiting for Carrie, and the way that you walk up to my house, you kind of come up some stairs, and then you walk a little ways and come up some more stairs. And I have a light that turns on when anyone, you know, when there's any movement. And so I was sitting on my couch, and I could kind of see out my front window, and I saw someone's, like, the top of someone's head walking toward the door. And I was like, oh, that must be Carrie. And I heard pitter-patter sound of feet and monster started barking and I was like oh it's definitely Carrie so I got up I put my book down I went to the door and opened it and the motion lights had come on and I opened the door and there was absolutely no one there and I looked all around and there was no one anywhere around like they couldn't have just come up to my door and then run away because I have an unobstructed view of the street it is so weird but the weirder part is that I was just very perplexed. I, like, wasn't even spooked. Well, I mean, I was kind of spooked once I thought about it. But it was just kind of weird. I was trying to figure out what the hell was that. And 
Oh. We were talking about that earlier. That that I think that that's the hallmark of an actual paranormal experience, is that it's not really that scary. It's just sort of weird. It's like, huh? Yeah. I don't know what to make of this. Like to me, like that. Not always, but often that's more what a paranormal. My experience is with. I'm putting paranormal in air quotes, but weird shit like that. Like that's kind of what it feels like. It's like, huh. Yeah, it was bizarre. And I also was kind of like, ooh, it's All Saints Day. Mm-hmm. And the spirits are out. And it it is a very bizarre day. Like, just yeah. weather-wise, it's very beautiful, or it was when it was light out. Um, so, yeah, it is. It's, a, it's kind of a spooky day. It's kind of weird. Yeah. I know. For sure. Um, hella spooky. An event that I hardly ever experienced, and it happened tonight in preparation of this podcast, which is very weird. The ghosts are with us. They're, they're supportive of this endeavor. <laughs> Don't, because I'll get scared, seriously. <laughs> okay, just kidding. Just kidding. Not happening. Um, well, I mean, should I dive into, like, my childhood home, or is that, uh, is that, yes, is that too heavy for no, dude, the, I love the, first, the first tale? I love this stuff. Um, okay, so when I was eight years old, my parents bought a house in Wallingford, and... It was an old house, I think. Well, it, it says on the red in the real estate records, it says it was built in 1900, but they actually do that when mm. they don't know. So it was built oh. before It was built before 1900 at some point. Interesting. Um, and it was the oldest house on the block. And Wallingford, I think, is interesting in general, just because at that, when it was built, that was like the country. I mean, there, really? Yeah, like that was like kind of far out there. <laughs> um, and then the gas works was built. And then you were living like two blocks from like a massive gas refinery. Which is belching out. Yeah. Like so shit. it would have been like horribly polluted. Yeah. So all of that's kind of interesting. Um, anyway. Um, and this had, we when I had been very little, we had lived like two blocks up the street from this house. And my mom would take walks. And this, the house we ended up moving into was her favorite house in the neighborhood. <sighs> So when really? it came on the market, she was super excited. And I remember she took me to the open house and it was in really bad shape. It was a rental. Um, it was turquoise and pink on the outside. Oh, it had yes. Clearly, God, that sounds amazing. Oh, it was kind of. <laughs> and I think the people who lived there or who had owned it were from California. So it had like a big deck and it was, oh. it was just, it was very like early eighties in, in its aesthetic. Nice. And of course they were from California. Of course they were. Everyone from California moves here. Just saying. Uh-huh. And that has not gotten any better no. since since the mid '80s. And I imagine it won't because nope. California is burning down. So. Yeah, everyone's gonna flee north. Yeah. Yes, great. Anyway, uh, <laughs> so we went in, and the house was in really bad shape. I mean, like that, like the plaster on the ceilings was caving in in some of the rooms, and I mean, it was it was really what? not in good shape at all. But my mom was like, "Oh my god, I love this house," and I loved it too. I had a very strong visceral reaction to it, which was like, "I love this house." So we were both gaga over this house. Weird. And so we bought it. I found out later my dad did not like the house, and had just sort of gone along with it to make my mom happy, which is like really nice, actually. It's really nice. It's also a kind of unhealthy pattern in their marriage, but <laughs> that's that's cool. Whatever. I don't know. I would like. I think that would be great. <laughs> you'd you'd, you'd appreciate some of yeah. that. <laughs> uh, so we moved in, and three months later, my sister died. So, and she was eight months old, seven months old, something like that. So, almost immediately on moving in the house, we have this big tragedy oh in the family. So, I don't know if the house had always been haunted or if something about us and then 
moving in and then having that happen like jostled things yeah. psychically i don't i don't know what the story is um but right after that um things started to get strange although not not in a movie way it was much 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 more subtle than that um what did you what did you notice first i didn't notice anything first my dad did so mm-hmm. my dad um and this could just be like having somebody in your family die but my dad had a very strong sense of my sister's ghost for not forever but for the first like couple months after she died whoa like he would sense her like in the house and like he would sense her like running through the house which was sort of beautiful because she didn't she couldn't walk when she died yeah because she was too young so but he had this image or or this sort of sense of her like running through the house so that wasn't scary like he didn't find that scary um but after that and i've learned about this many years later we went on vacation so it was probably the following year the following summer we went on a vacation and my dad um who i think was this was his real estate agent period oh um (laughs) got a young woman in his office to house it and when we came back she said that the house had scared her and that she had been sleeping in my parents bedroom and she had heard things in the night like she had heard things in the hall Oh. And so she got freaked out and started sleeping on the couch and then still was hearing stuff and got so freaked out she couldn't stay there anymore. So she had to, like, she had to only come during the day and, like, wouldn't spend the night there. No. So, I, and I, my dad did not tell me this at the time, but years later he did. So that was, like, the first thing that I was aware of that happened. Did you tell your mom? I don't know. My mom, my mom is not interested in this stuff. Like, she, she does not... She doesn't care about ghosts and is just not attuned to them and is not interested in stories about them. So I'm mm-hmm. not sure she would have given a shit if he had told her the story. Hmm. Or she would have been like, oh, whatever. You know, she would have been one of those people who doesn't make anything of that stuff. Um, and I was little and I, you know, when you were little, you were scared of shit at night. And so I had, in the house we'd lived in before, I had also been scared of, you know, just being alone in my room at night. But in this house, it was much worse. And I mean, it got to the point where I had to have all the lights on. And I mean, I, I was, it was taking me hours and hours and hours to go to sleep every night because I was so freaked out because I was so worried that I was hearing stuff out in the hall. Wait, so that just came on suddenly? No, it Without was, knowing that? I mean, it was without knowing what happened to that woman. You... Oh, no, no. I had no idea what happened to that woman. Like, so oh. this was all just me in isolation. Like, I didn't talk about this with anybody. But there was this sense of, like, there's somebody in the hall or there's something, like... When did that start, though? I don't know. But I knew it was early. Like, I knew it was kind of always. But I'd been, you know, it didn't, wasn't new because I'd been scared in my old house. Right. So it wasn't like, oh, wow, like, this, this is a haunted house. It was sort of like, it's me being scared in Got night. it. Okay. So that may not mean anything at all, but it was very, very focused on the upstairs hallway. Ooh. Very much. And there was a sense that there was something in the hallway. And it wasn't necessarily a negative thing. I didn't find it scary exactly or threatening, but it was a sense that there was something there and it was a woman. Like, it was a very sort of feminine Ooh. energy to it. Um, but there, w- there was minimal actual things that happened. But then as the years went on, it actually got more, like, in- increased in frequency so we started having things like radio, I mean, the classic, like radios and TVs getting turned on by themselves. Like you, you would go outside and come back in and like the TV would be on. 
Ooh. Or we had a computer that would turn on by itself. Do you remember the old Macs? Or they still do it. They go, oh, and yeah, kind of a, yeah, the whirring. There's like a chime when they yeah. turn on. Oh, that, yeah. So we would be sitting in the living room, and, the, and there was a like a den, like right here. Yeah. And the computer was in there, and we'd hear it just come on by itself. Ooh. Now, that could have been electrical. That could have been electrical. I don't know. But that could was, there were, but you know how haunted houses have, like the haunting of Hill House was very good about this concept. There's a heart of a house. Like yeah. there's a kind of where like energy is focused, yeah. like where the, the most sort of paranormal stuff will happen. So there were two places in this house. And so one was the upstairs hallway and the other one was that den, which had oh. been a bedroom. It was like the downstairs bedroom. So those yeah. were the two places that the ghost was and just like liked to be. And we knew this, like there was just sort of. Those places had different energy. Yeah. So there, I mean, there was things like that. But once again, it was nothing profound. It was just sort of a like, oh, there's kind of a low level stuff that's happening, but it's very easily explainable. Okay. So kind of, kind of whatever. As, and then I, I mean, this was probably when I was a teenager. Like I said, very, very mild, not a big deal. Um, then I left for college. And the first thing I remember is being oh no, there's something like more going on here is I came back to visit one summer. And so I came with my boyfriend at the time, Vu, and his friend, Alex, who was went to the same college as us. And um, my parents were out of town. And that was another thing I noticed. If my parents left, things got way worse. Really? Yeah. So my parents were gone and me and Vu were sleeping in my like childhood bedroom and Alex was sleeping in my parents' bedroom. And so me and Vu were in bed and we always had fans going at night so we're lying in bed the fans going and we can hear somebody walking back and forth in the hallway it was very distinct like creak 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 and I'm like well maybe that's Alex like maybe he's getting up to use the bathroom but it kept going oh god it was just like back and forth and back and forth and I'm like that cannot be Alex there's no way he's out there so we're listening to it and and we're both awake and I'm like you fucking hear this right and he was like yeah I fucking hear this what the fuck is that like, that's definitely somebody walking in the hall. Which, like, that's the spookiest thing, kind of, is, like, when you're with someone else and you both are experiencing yeah, it. Yeah, like, like, that's That's for so sure is happening. Yeah. So we listen to it, and then it kind of fades away. I'm like, okay. So we wait a couple minutes, and we get up, and we open the door. Obviously, there's nobody there. So, all right, whatever. Go to sleep. Get up the next morning. Alex comes downstairs. He's like, what the fuck was in the hallway last night? Oh, my God. And we're like, okay. So that was real. Like, that actually happened. We all heard that. Oh, my God. Okay. And there was no dog or, like, anything at this point. Like, there was nothing in the house that could have been making that sound. Oh, my God. And so he, like, Alex is totally freaked out. And he's like, oh, my God, you live in a haunted house. Same thing. He started sleeping on the couch. And I was like... (laughs) Yeah, all right. But once again... But, like, that's not going to help either because the den also. Exactly. <sighs> but but it, once again, to me, this did not feel like a hostile thing. It was just kind of like, all right, our house has a ghost. Okay, but that would be spooky Whatever. if it was just a person walking back and forth all night. Like, that's cre- that's creepy to me. Mm-hmm. Ugh. I don't care if it's hostile or not, if it's just a normal person. So, whatever. I go back to college. <sighs> I don't live in the house again for a long time. Like, quite a long time. Like, seven or eight years. Then I moved back in when my mid-20s, um, the, the not, not the best time of my adulthood. So I'm living, there's a basement apartment, and I'm living down there. And what's weird is before my parents put the apartment in, the basement was creepy as shit. Like, it was cement floors. I mean, the kind of basement you'd expect from a house that old. But as soon as they put the apartment in, it was, like, totally fine down there. It was strange. All right. So when I was down there, like, it always felt very neutral, very fine. Um, but 
we so my brother lived there too and he was he was 10 years younger than me so he was probably 16 or 17 and I had a few incidents where my parents would go out of town and I would be down in the basement and I would hear boom 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 on the like on the first floor like above me and I was like oh it's my fucking brother and it'd be late at night I was like come on dude so I I went upstairs and coming up the basement stairs you can see some at least some of the first floor all the lights are off there's nobody there I'm like fuck man so I go back downstairs and I'm halfway down the stairs. Boom, 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 no. Boom, 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 boom. I'm like, motherfucker. No. Yeah. And I'm like, shit. Okay. But I'm down in the basement and I feel kind of okay down there. I'm like, whatever. Like this sort of. Which said no happens. one ever. Like, P.S. No, no. I'm in the basement. And I'm in the basement. Okay I'm there. safe now. I'm good. <laughs> so, I mean, there was. So I feel like this is all kind of low level stuff. But. So I personally did not experience anything particularly scary. But here's where the story takes an interesting turn. So right before my parents sold the house, they got an electrician to come in to, I think, rewire the entire house. He goes up into the attic. Now, I've never been up in the attic, and I can't even imagine what the fuck's up there. It was one of those, you know, there's a hole in the ceiling. Like, it wasn't a real attic. It's like a a crawl space up there. Right. And he goes up there to deal with the wiring, and I don't know what kind of equipment he has, but whatever he's testing the, the, the... I don't know the terminology. The the the, the power supply, fields. the volts, the yeah. amps, the whatever in different parts of the wires in the attic. Mm-hmm. And when he gets to the part of the attic that's above my brother's room, now my brother's room is the room where my sister died, and that room also had an interesting energy to it. Although not, I'd never seen anything there, but it, it had a weird energy. He said that all his electrical equipment like went completely haywire. Whoa. Like he couldn't get like a good reading on anything, and like the, like the you know, dials were kind of going back and forth. Ooh. And he came down, he was completely freaked out. Ooh. So that's what I mean. Like, he didn't just say, like, oh, like, my equipment, when he was like, there's something. He was basically like, your house is haunted. Like, oh that's not, God. like, what what I'm experiencing, like, that's not normal, like, with the electrical equipment. Ooh. And was freaked out and didn't want to come back to the house. Ooh. Like, I was kind of like, yeah, I'm good. I'm not going to do this. Oh, my God. So I didn't live there anymore when this happened, but my parents tell me this. I'm like, I told you guys this fucking house was haunted. And my dad was like, yeah, I know. And my mom, you know, whatever. My mom's not even part of the conversation. (laughs) So anyway, so this is all happening in relative isolation. Like, I don't talk about this often with my parents. Occasionally, I never talk about it with my brother. Never, ever, ever did I mention this to my brother. Because he was 10 years younger than me, and I didn't want to scare him. I, I just... I don't know. I didn't want to be like, you know, the older sister, like fucking with a little kid's yeah, head. Like, this nice. house is haunted. I, didn't, nice. I just didn't want to say that to him. So I never brought stuff up. Yeah. So my parents saw the house in, I think, 2011. And they lived there a long time. And I had very strong feelings about the house. So I thought I was going to be really sad when they sold it. And instead, I felt this total sense of relief. Whoa. It was weird. I was like, oh. And then I was like, oh, shit. I wonder if this was, like, a really bad influence in our lives. That sounds melodramatic, but really, like, the sense that I had when they sold the house was really profound. Whoa. So, not long after this, I'm having a conversation with my brother. And out of nowhere, he goes, well, that house was haunted, you know. Oh. And I said, yeah, I know that. How do you know that? And he was like, oh, man, I saw shit there. And so I'm, he saw shit. Oh, he saw shit. And I'm like, whoa, 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 back up. What do you mean you saw shit there? He's like, oh, man, all the time. All the time I would see stuff. What? What did he see? So 
I've never, we've had conversations about it. I've not gotten the details that I want. But basically he told me he was absolutely terrified of the house from the time he was a little kid. He, whatever was there was very um, hostile towards him. Okay, so he saw it as like very sinister. Very sinister. And he, mm. and my brother was born in that house. Mm. Like, I mean, like. Like straight up born. Straight up born in the in house. The like house. home birth in the house. Right. And so he lived there his entire life. And so to me, there was a lot of interesting stuff going on with that. And he said that he he would come, he, like the two stories that I remember, although he said it was much more common than this, is he was coming up the stairs one night and it was dark and the stairs kind of did this. Ooh, no. And he said when he got to like sort of the, the turn in the stairs, he heard something growling oh, upstairs. Oh, shit. And we didn't have any dogs. And he said he heard something growling up there. Now, oh my god. Here's the thing. I just said earlier that I think demons are bullshit. Yeah. Cuz like for the most part I do. But nothing about what he tells me sounds like a ghost. Like it all sounds much more um inherently neg- negative than a ghost. Ew. So that's interesting. And then he also said so his room and my room were opposite each other in the hallway. So there was sort of it wasn't a long hallway, but long-ish. And our rooms were opposite each other. Okay. And he said that if he stood, occasionally, if he stood... Monster! <coughs> Monster! Really? Do you have to do this right now? She's like, yeah, I do. Oh, my God. If he stood in his doorway, he, he like, could see a figure standing in my old bedroom. Oh, no. Nope. Mm-hmm. And this was when he was little. Like, this was when he was probably, like, 10 and up. <gasps> and he never told anybody about this. Oh my god. So I find the whole thing very tragic that he was experiencing really scary shit as oh a little my kid god. and just like not telling anybody. And he was just like alone cuz I had already moved out by that point. So he was just like alone in this house. Oh my god, were there times where your parents went and Oh yeah, left? all the all the time. Oh god, and he was there mm-hmm. by himself. Mm-hmm. And he would he told me he would wait downstairs for my parents like oh mom no matter how late they were out, he would wait for them. Even as a teenager he would do this cuz he didn't want to go upstairs by himself. Oh my god. That is really scary. Yeah. So that's it. That's 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 kind of all the stories of that house. Do you know who bought the house afterwards and if they've had any weird issues? Um I my parents met, I mean they knew they met them. Um as far I know they still live there as far as I know. Wow. It doesn't seem like the kind of house though that would affect everybody. Interesting. Like I think a lot of people would be totally fine. I think my particular family was very fucked up yeah. when we lived there and I think it was because I think it's not just... I mean, we've, I think we talked about this with Amityville. I don't think it's just that there's haunted houses. I think there's there's fucked up places and fucked up people. And if they exist on, in the same spot... It's like the you, perfect yeah, storm. Yeah, you can, you can get... It's like electricity or something. You can get weird reactions from that. Interesting. And we were fucked up. And I think that there was just something about the, those that combination. Interesting. That caused... Here's a weird fucking thing, though. Mike, I won't use his last name, but Mike from Foster... Yeah. And, and Joe Walter. Yeah. Um, he, we figured Wait. out. Mike from Foster and Joe Walter. Oh, yeah, yeah. I Okay, so we figured out that when I was like 12, 13, 14, he lived across the street from me. Really? Yeah. So we figured this, anyway, this is a coworker of mine who was like 15 years older than me. So when I was like, yeah, a kid. He lived across the street from me because there was a rental house across the street. It was this really big Victorian house that they had broken up into like four apartments. And he lived there with his wife and I think kid. 
Weird. That's strange. Anyway, but he told me that that house was haunted. Like, really. And you know what's funny is I kind of knew that, too. So, like I said, there's something about, I think, the area. I don't think it's just the house. I think there was something kind of in... Just in, in the air. In, yeah. <laughs> it, it was the it was the energy there was strange. Whoa. Bit. So yeah. Ooh, dude, that's so spooky. Mm. Oh my god. Uh I've only ever had one experience myself in what I think was a haunted house. And this was when I was nineteen years old. And I had the bright idea that I wanted to go I had been going to the University of Washington for like two years at this point. And I decided that I wanted to go to Western for a year. Wait, wait, um, you went to UW before in Western? Yeah, I went to UW for two years, and then I went to Western for one year, and then I went back to UW. <laughs> um, I was... I don't think I knew that. I thought you yeah. went to Western first. Oh, no. Nope. No. Oh, I was like, oh, UW's so big. And at that time, I was like hanging out up in Bellingham with like these people that I really wanted. Like They were my friends, but like I wanted to... like be in with them for some mm-hmm. reason until I realized that they're like shitty people and then I didn't want to be in with them anymore um but I was hanging out there a lot during my second year of college anyway I was going up like every weekend and I was like I'm just gonna go to western like all my friends are up here and then of course like everyone left um but I ended up moving up to western with uh, three other girls that I had known like since middle school pretty much mm-hmm. and We lived in this house that was built in, I think it was 1895. It was very old, but like you could tell that it had been redone in maybe like the 40s or something. So, but it was still pretty, I mean, it was still pretty old in Uh there. Like everything looked very old. So I was super excited because it was the first time I was living on my own and I was like, this is going to be so fun. And so before all the other girls moved up, I had taken some of my stuff up there and, you know, wanted to stay there, like, and, you know, test it out. And a couple of my friends, other friends came and stayed with me. Um, or wait a minute. No, maybe it was two of the other girls and then, like, another friend came and stayed with me. But we were, like, sleeping on these, like, giant bean bags down in the living room. Wait, wait. You were sleeping on bean bags? Yeah, because we didn't have any of our furniture there yet. But we were, like, so excited to have a house that we were, like, we're going to stay there. I could sleep on the floor much easier than I could sleep no, on, dude, a, on a bean bag. Dude, they were big bean bags. I mean, they were, like, 70s bean bags. They were, like, it was, like, chocolate brown and avocado green. And it was, like, velour material. And they were huge. I mean, like... Four people, and in fact, I think oftentimes four people did sleep on them. Like, they were massive. Okay, all right. So, we were <coughs> sitting, we, like, hung out that night. I think we probably had, like, a lot of wine. Um, and the next morning, we were sitting around in this, like, empty house, um, just kind of, like, you know, talking about people that we knew or whatever. And we were talking about a friend who... She had, like, gone into, a, like, had, like, a very serious medical emergency and had gone into, like, a coma and almost died and was, like, describing, you know, she, like, thought she felt like she saw an angel or whatever when she, had like, died and, you know, had this, like, really awful medical thing. And as the other, as one of the girls was telling the story, it sounded like a full suitcase. So we also had stairs that were kind of, you know, they, like, kind of turned. Mm-hmm. Um, and there were bedrooms upstairs, but it sounded like someone had taken a full suitcase and shoved it down the stairs. So you could hear it go like, bam, 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 down the stairs. And then it sounded like it was out on the porch. So it was like, like 
I mean, a really heavy sound all the way down the stairs and then a couple of bangs out on the porch. And we all stopped and we're like, what the fuck was that? And so that was kind of the first thing we were like, that was weird. But I was kind of like, well, maybe someone was just driving by with like a lot of bass, um, which like is, who knows? So, um, all right. So then everyone moves in, right? And one of our friends, Karina, was, she had the bedroom downstairs that was like right off of the living room. And she would, all the rest of us were upstairs, but she would refuse to go upstairs. She thought it was so spooky. And it kind of was. And I think that my room was the spookiest because um, it was it was kind of a smaller room and there was a closet and it was, you know, there was a door that had a lock on the outside, which was weird, right? But then um, the closet itself ran the entire length of the house. So there were no lights in it, um, but it was like... Like 20 feet long? It was or? like 50 feet long. Oh, so like under the eaves, kind of one of those. Yeah, but it was like, um, there was like, you know, it was like finished in there. It was like, it was weird. So you could walk all the way back and it was just like the end of the closet. It was like super long, right? So this like closet freaked me out really bad. And I would always lock the door. Like I kept it locked pretty much all the time um, because it was really, it freaked me out really bad. So as time went on, you know, I was just kind of like, oh, whatever. Like it was spooky, but I never really felt weird. Um, And, you know, we moved in in August and then by October, we hadn't had any really weird experiences. Karina would never go upstairs, but it was like, whatever. She's like being ridiculous. The stairs did feel kind of a little like spooky, but it wasn't that big of a deal. And uh, we had had a big Halloween party. And so the way that the house was set up is when you open up the front door, uh, right to your, so right in front of you was a coat closet. And then up, you would go to the right of you, you'd go up the stairs and curve around to the bedrooms. And then the other side, you would go into this weird like parlor. And then you would go through to the living room and the kitchen was in the back. Mm-hmm. And so we had had this Halloween party and we had had everything decorated and we had placed these big like black sheets across the two doorways that like when you open up the front door. So it was like you were kind of in this weird like tube, but we had like cut up, you know, cut it up Uh so you could like walk through still, you know, just to make it kind of spooky. And so like being college kids, obviously like we didn't clean up immediately after Halloween. So it was like a week later and everything was still there. And I had a habit of procrastinating really bad when I was in college. Like, I would do the thing where I would not start on an essay until, like, mm, like 10 the night before. And then I'd be like, oh, this sucks. And then I'd go walk around for, like, several hours. And then I'd come back, and it would be, like, 3 in the morning, and I'd have, like, three hours to get it finished. And so it had been one of those nights, and I had drank a full pot of coffee. And so it was, like, 3.30 in the morning, and I had gone downstairs to go pee. Now, another spooky thing about this house was that they, there was a little, where our washing washer machine and dryer were, it was like you had to go out of the kitchen, downstairs into the backyard, and then go down underneath. And there was like a basement there that had a dirt floor. Oh. Yeah. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. So it was like a dirt basement, right? But the washer and dryer were down there. And it was really spooky. That place really scared me because I had heard a story recently about a girl who had gone down into a similar basement and a man tried to attack her down there and they found that he had been living in like a little back area. There's lots of stories, like the fucking squatter in your house. Right. 
Yeah, so I was like, I had recently heard a story like that in our laundry room. So like inexplicably, it was like dug out really far back behind the washer and dryer. Ugh. And you couldn't see back there and it was dirt, you know. And it just smelled weird down there. It was a creepy place. I hated going down there. I would take my laundry to my parents' house because I hated going down there yeah. so much. Um, and so it was immediately, it was like right underneath where the bathroom would be. <clears throat> and so I had gone down that night, 3.30 in the morning to go to the bathroom because I drank so much coffee. And like I didn't bother to turn the lights on because I was like, whatever. So I'm in the bathroom. I turned the light on there and it was a completely still night. It was cold, but it wasn't windy or anything. And I'm, you know, paying and I can hear like a weird like tapping underneath the floor, like where the basement is. Mm -hmm. And I got super freaked out, right? I was like, oh my God, that's a scary tapping. It like was definitely not like a rat sound. It sounded like a, yeah, like tapping, right? So I'm like, all right, I just like, I like go pee, go up to your room, like close the door, like don't come back down. So I'm going, I'm like kind of, you know, quick and I'm going, I'm going to run up the stairs and I got around the stairs where the curb was. And you know, like when you walk through something, like it kind of comes open and then goes back. Yeah. So it had gone back and then I saw it come up again, like the little sheet, you know, it looked like someone had walked through and it scared the fucking shit out of me. And I ran upstairs. I like locked my door. I got in bed. I was like, Ugh, so afraid. Turned my TV on like super loud and just like tried to like go to sleep. And then I came down in the morning. I like barely slept all night. I came down in the morning and told my roommates that. And my other roommate, April, was like, oh my God. And I was like, what? And she said that she had woken up at some point in the night and she had um, like beaded curtains on a canopy bed, you know, and she said her beaded curtains were like swaying back and forth. And I was like, the fuck? She said it got like really cold in her room and it was like they were like kind of swaying. So something weird was happening, although after that, I don't recall. I mean, things felt it just felt weird in there, Mm -hmm. but I don't recall any like sounds or anything else crazy happening. And. Like, I think, too, you know, there was, with, like, young people, and especially a lot of young women, there was a lot of, like, energy. Energy. And, like, tension. And, yeah. um, I mean, I think, like, it had been a house that was frequently rented out to, like, college kids. And so, I'm sure it was just full of, it was teeming with angst, you know, but... Well, cause it pe- was really spooky. People always talk about high school as being sort of the height of drama and angst fuck no that shit it's college nope. 100% yeah 100% that's yeah. where because that's when you're like you're actually having sex you're actually doing drugs you're yeah. actually drinking you're living by yourself right dude the drama then is so intense so intense and the potential for bad shit to happen is so high oh my god so the, high have we talked about the fact that I, I cannot believe I didn't get raped I know, I, same. All the time I think or about murdered. that. Or murdered. Or murdered. But like, def- I would just walk around at night in a downtown area all by myself. All the time. I know. But I lived, okay, so I went, I went to Western too and lived in Fairhaven where there were um, mixed. Oh, that place is fucking haunted. Oh, fuck yeah. And then mixed gender dorms. Well, not, no. There was? Well, Fairhaven on campus, not old Fairhaven. Oh, weird. Um, but those like ugly 70s oh, dorms, yeah. like early 70s yep. dorms. 
But yeah, they were all mixed gender. And so, like, your room would be, like, you and a same-sex roommate. Mm-hmm. But, like, on your floor would be whoever. Yeah. So on our floor, my it was my sophomore year. It was all boys except for me. I had three roommates because we had, like, the little apartment. Oh but God. that means that there were just, like, constant, constantly dudes just, like, walking into our apartment. Because none of us really locked our door. Oh. Nothing happened. But so easily, if one of oh, those guys yeah. had been like, oh, I'm going to go rape somebody. Yeah. No problem. Easy. They could have done it. Ugh. And so it's just... And at the time, I was like, oh, it's so great that we have, you know, boys and girls on the same floor because, you know, it's so old-fashioned that it can only be, like, all boys or all girls. Yeah. But just in terms of safety, dude, yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know, man, because... There's so many fucking rapists out there. I know. It's shocking. I know. Ooh. So I'm just like, I'm, I'm, I can't believe the kind of stuff that used to happen and how, like, how did I not experience sexual violence? Like, how did I miss that? I I don't know. know. Dude, just so lucky, I guess. I know. I know. So that's a fucking horror story. Or, or yeah, near miss. (laughs) Really, the only, like, I feel like haunted house that I've been in. The, the only thing that was potentially haunting that I experienced myself, besides tonight, because clearly that was a ghost. Clearly that was a ghost outside your house. Oh my god! Well, pretty much all the other ghost stories that I've I heard, I mean, know about, are not things that I experienced. Mm. So the best, <gasps> the the best, the like absolute like fucking cherry ghost story I've ever heard. So, Vu, ex-boyfriend, he was one of those people that was clearly, like, there was something about him that he was very psychically aware. Like, he was just one of those people. He was, yeah. an, he was an interesting person. Um, he was Vietnamese. Um, the Vietnamese culture, very interesting relationship with ghosts. They are yeah. heavy into ghosts. Heavy. Like, that's a big, big thing. Yeah. And he was one of those people who, like, ghosts fucking came to him. Like, it was, like, the fucking shining. Like, he, all the time. He had he had ghost stories constantly. Like, even when I was dating him, he worked down at the market. He worked at Maximilian's. Yeah. And, you know, the market's haunted. Oh, as so haunted. Haunted as fuck. So he, and he had to go down into, like, the kitchens, or there, there was, like, the prep room. So Maximilian's was, like, kind of on the main floor, but there was a prep room in the basement. Ew. And he had to go down there. And I went down there with him once, and oh, my God. And he thought, he would just tell me the stuff that he would hear down there in the <gasps> elevator. I don't remember the stories now, but, I mean, just, just that. Like, just Ew. him working there, like, he would see stuff. But anyway, um, he grew up in California, and... Grew up in a town called Richmond, California, which is was famous for being like the murder capital of the U.S. What? Yeah, so it's like San Francisco, Oakland, Richmond. So Richmond's oh. out, like a, basically a suburb of Oakland. And I don't know about now, but back in the day, it was really dangerous. Oh shit! Re- and I we used to drive through there, and it was bad. Like it was just ghetto. The whole the whole town. So his parents bought a house there. Um, so they're you know Vietnamese immigrants and had moved here I think in 1980 mm-hmm. um, and had lived in apartments and then finally like saved up enough money to buy a house and they bought a house in Richmond because they could afford one there so this sounds like it's a movie and for all I know it could be made up I mean this you're gonna you're gonna see like how insane this story is I'm like this can't be true <laughs> but this is what he told me so he tells me his parents buy this house and it's kind of an old older like a 40s house maybe. okay 
smaller house and the guy who lived there before them committed suicide by hanging himself in the living room oh no so they know this moving in dude see that's the thing is like how do you even and we talk about this kind of a lot like like, all the time how if you know that how do you start off like starting off my life in a house where someone just killed themselves you know like okay so we're in your i'm just gonna keep talking okay Yeah, like, that would be an ever, like, a literal and figurative specter. Yes. All the time. All the time. everything. No like, matter. I would just be sitting and watching TV being like, oh, and somebody, and somebody died right here. there. Yeah. And I think about this a lot because the guy who lived here before us fell down those stairs to my basement and laid down there for three days. He didn't die here, but I think about it all the time. Like, the amount of psychic trauma... Yeah, that is involved with that is so horrifying. And he didn't even die. So imagine someone dying in your house. I, I know. And and obviously there's like a spectrum. Right. You know, I think some deaths are much more acceptable than others. Right, like in a terms, peaceful kind of. Yeah, you know? an old person or an illness or something like that is much preferable to particularly suicide. I feel right. like suicide has a very... Oh, yeah. Or, I don't know. It leaves a lot of yeah. it leaves a lot of stuff uh-huh. behind. Um, anyway, but this this sounds so cliche that I can't believe it's true. But this is what he told me that they had bought the house and the guy before them had killed themselves. So they move in, and his parents are super superstitious, freaked out, and they bring no no hold on that part doesn't happen yet. Um, and they have so it's his parents and his aunt so mm-hmm. the, all, the three adults and then him and they move in and. These are the, the bits of the story that I remember. That he, he, as a little kid, is in the living room, and he remembers that his toys would get knocked down when he was playing. Like, he would set up, like, his army toys on the, on the carpet, and they would all get knocked down. And he would set them back up, and they would get knocked down again. Like, in front of his eyes? Yeah. Ooh. So he remembers that kind of stuff happening a lot. But once again, had kind of a playful feeling. Like, it didn't feel scary to him necessar- necessarily. And those army guys are so hard to stand up sometimes. They are. I those know. those little bases, the, this, the yeah. surfboard bases, <laughs> are not working the way they should. Um, but the fucked up thing is his aunt, who's a very was a very interesting woman, um, kind of went insane. So she started, she locked herself in her room, would not come out of her room at all, unless it was to come out and burn clothing in the fireplace. What? So he's little when this is happening. He's like five and six, and he has this image of his aunt, who hasn't been out of her room in weeks, coming out and like taking all of their clothes and burning them in the fireplace. Wait, their clothing? Yes. Why would she do that? They don't know. Like, so she went and, like, collected all of their clothes and was, like, burning it in the fireplace. And she wouldn't say why? I don't know if she was speaking at those points. I don't... And I think he was too little to remember, but he just has an image of that happening. He has an image of... Or he remembered that all of the... All of their food started to go bad. Which is... It's interesting, all the cultural things. So, like, in Vietnamese culture, like, that's a a sign that your house is haunted is your food starts to spoil. Yeah. And so all of their rice started going bad. Ooh. Like, they would cook rice in, like, the rice cooker, and then would open it up the next morning, there'd be mold on top of it. <gasps> like, after, you know, not even 24 hours. Oh, my God. Which is not normal. Right. And so they had to keep buying food all the time. So there was stuff like that, but there, it's interesting because it was very culturally specific. Yeah. So it makes, I mean, I don't, once again, like, I have no way of knowing it. Although I did talk about this with his mom, or she didn't speak English, but 
she told him and he and I was sitting there and, and he translated what she said but I wonder if that's a thing too where like okay like you know if we went to Vietnam and felt like we were having a haunting it would be what we understand in our culture to be like the indicators of a haunting so maybe I that suppose. shit happens all the time to like everyone or to other people you know what I mean and they just don't recognize it as such because they don't have that cultural like marker you know let me ask you a question though if you had like if you had food going bad in your house at very increased rates of what it should be like you buy an apple and the next day it's rotten and this was like, happening a lot no I'd be like is there too much moisture in my house like I would like call an expert like I would never be like my house is haunted okay and maybe I only would because I know right that I mean like th- I think that's the thing is like that could be happening to me. I don't even know. Yeah. I throw a lot of food away. I do too. I know. I'm not proud of it. Girl. But it's bad. We're, we're, we're like, we're Americans. Really bad Americans. Oh yeah. And we're contributing to climate change. Anyway, let's, this is going to get real, even more depressing girl. If we, if we go on this route. Yeah. We're not doing okay. no, We're not going to do Back that. Back to the depressing, crazy aunt. Um, oh, I don't, and I don't know if there's a, there's a climax. I feel my memories that there was sort of an Amityville horror climax. Oh God. Where it was like. <laughs> Let's get our shit and get, get out. out. Like, yeah. that's my memory, is that... And, well, once again, who knows? But regardless, it was a great story. That's amazing. How, that's so loud. I know. Sorry. I no, no, it's okay. Know. I just don't know. I didn't know you could get texts on your I wonder if like, I turn this thing down? Yeah, let's try it. Yeah, do okay. it. Uh, that should work. But it, like, won't affect the thingy, right? No. No, I don't think oh, so. Oh, sweet. Perfect. Okay. No, right. so all I know is that, they're, like, like, let's get our shit and get out. And then they, like like sold the house and didn't look back like it seriously was, yeah like they straight up left the house left the house oh they did have a buddhist monk come in to try and cleanse it which did not work or in their opinion did not work did the buddhist monk get freaked out i don't know so my details are very sketchy with the story but i remember at the time like it was the best like we me and him would sit and drink wine and smoke cigarettes and he would tell me these kinds of stories it was the best like Girl. these were the stories that would give me the chills and i'm sure i'm not Girl. remembering some of the really good details but Good story. I know. I love when you get a good ghost story like that. Um, were there a lot of flies in the house by any chance? I don't remember any flies. What about a pig? No. No. Pigs. No. No. No other right. Amityville stuff that I know. But Dang. but a good a good suicide leading to weird shit leading to Ooh. we're leaving the house in the middle of the night. But he did take me there. <gasps> he did shut up. Yeah, we did drive over there one day. Did, what what was your feeling of it? Um, the. It was, I mean, you would never notice the house if you drove by it. All, yeah. the, sh- all the shades were drawn, which was, like, really, like, intensely drawn. Although, okay, I'm just going to be real. So, we, like, I go on drives with my parents a lot. Yeah. And my mom will always be like, look at everyone has their blinds closed. And when you drive around, you really notice, like, most people keep their blinds closed. I'm like, what are you doing? I, here's the thing. I, now that we have a house that's basically on a freeway. Girl, oh my God. <laughs> it is not. No, it's not. But I do keep all of the blinds closed facing the road. Why? Because I don't want to look at the cars. Girl. But to the back of the house, I have all the blinds open. So I don't what like. What are you doing? I don't like looking at fucking cars. <laughs> oh my God, it stresses me out. I can't stand it. <laughs> Oh my god. Clearly I'm never gonna be happy anywhere, so Oh well, it's more fun that way anyway. So So yeah, but I'm one of those creepy people with their fucking blinds oh, closed. God. Oh, I know. I'd be driving past your house and my mom would go, Look at that, what look the at the fuck blinds. What the fuck is wrong with them? <laughs> 
so many things. Oh my god. Um, actually, okay. So you know what? I do have one more thing where I felt like okay, because I feel like most of my like experience with the supernatural is like I'll go to a place and it feels really really bad to me. Oh yeah. And like I don't hang around, right? But it's usually like when I'm out and about doing things and I'm like, whoa, like something feels weird. Like, you know, when people say that thing, like somebody walked over my grave, it's like that kind of like, ooh. Yeah. So, um, but I did kind of experience another thing where in a place that I had to be regularly. So I, for a time, and actually did this like several years um, in the summertime when I was going to college at my, at a court reporting agency where my aunt worked. And we were in the coolest building. It's called the Seattle Tower. And it is this art deco building from the 1920s that is fucking gorgeous. Like, I love this building. You walk in and there is, like, the Where is craziest it? cool... Mar- it's 3rd University in Seattle. I'm sure I know it. It's beautiful. There's, like, these cool spires on the top. It's brick. And you walk in... I mean, the lobby is gorgeous. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. I know I know that building. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Wait, it looks like the building in Ghostbusters. Yes, exactly. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. The Ghostbusters Um, building. Yeah. So I worked in the Ghostbusters building. (laughs) And I, for some reason, obviously I don't think this is the case because most buildings don't have this, but I swear to God that it was on the 13th floor. It was probably the 16th or something. (laughs) But I'm like, it was the 13th floor. Uh, And so I worked at, as kind of the, you know, front office person for this court reporting agency uh, my aunt worked there, and so she, like, got me a job there. And, okay. So the court reporting agency was owned by two people. And they had been, like, business partners for the longest time. And then he found out that he had cancer. I think it was, like, stomach cancer. And so they ended up getting married so she could kind of take over the business. I don't know what the whole thing was with them. It was weird. Hmm. But before I worked there, like, immediately before I worked there, he, and they're both, like, major workaholics. Like, this business was their entire life. They would work, I mean, until, like, all hours of the night sort of thing. And they pretty much lived in their offices. And so the guy who was so ill insisted on continuing to come to work every single day. And he would, like, he had, like, a little mat that he would put under his desk where he would, like, sleep sometimes when he just, like, wasn't feeling well. So, and it was, like, months of this where he would just be so sick. He was, like, coughing up, you know, like, gross things. and, And so eventually he died. And, like, immediately after that, that summer, I started working there. And so this building was super old anyway. Uh, and so I think in older buildings, I think kind of have, it's just like so much history, right? Mm-hmm. So like it has like kind of a feeling, um, but like this office in particular was a little bit intense. So it was a really big office comparatively. And we had these, re- this really cool thing where this, these, we had these really tall windows that would open into the center courtyard. You could like walk out the windows onto this courtyard. I don't know if we were supposed to be out there, but it was really cool. Hmm. And then we also had a balcony that was really big that you could like look down on the streets and it was a really cool office and so we had the front office area and then um the owners had two separate offices and there was like a little back area where the court reporters could work and then there was a long hallway where we had a really big conference room where a lot of times the depositions would be done and there was a bathroom back there so we did have a bathroom in our office however 
no one ever used this bathroom because the feeling back in the conference room and the bathroom was so oppressive. Okay, I'm gonna stop this really quick because Paul is here. So it was so sinister back in this bathroom. Like, what did it look so like? So oppressive. It looked like a normal ass bathroom, which but like was a weird. bathroom from the 20s or like a bathroom from the 90s. No, it was like a bathroom from the 90s. Uh, but the so remodeled. It had been remodeled in that bathroom, and I think that they had specifically remodeled it for him. Because I remember that, like, they had added certain things. Like, they had added, like, this little, like, thing in there. So he could, like, kind of, like, like lay down if he needed to sort of mm, thing. I okay. don't know. So they had, like, done some changing around was there some, in this. Was there a bar next uh, to the toilet? <laughs> I think there was. Yeah. Totally. I distinctly remember a, a bar. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I have one of those in my bathroom. Oh, my God. Okay. So doesn't it kind of suck? Just side note, living in a house where an old person lived. Yes. Because then you have, like hello shit like that and you're like oh shit now i have to do something well i have it's the so- elevator i have i have the i, I have the, you, the, the magic chair that goes you, up the stairs you have the fucking ultimate and the old people who thing. lived there before us were not old and they lived in the house for four fucking years and they How just they left that take it out i don't know and then ivan doesn't want to take it out i'm like we are no. taking that fucking thing out make him take that out you can't even get down the stairs although you know i mean in like 40 years you might we might need it. Yeah. Except I'm not going to live there for 40 years. I, don't, I can't handle it. But. Okay, sell it to me when you're done because I love that house. Uh, I know in my bathroom, there's grab bars that they put right into the tile. I'm like, really? Oh, no, no we, have, we have that too. Tile. What the fuck? No, no, no. I heard you don't. Yes, you do. No, no. I heard you I heard you could fill it in. <laughs> I'm Am I wrong? Too, I'm way too OCD for that. I'm not doing that shit. I mean, it wouldn't look good, but you could you could plug the hole. No. Also, we passed no. on a house, this amazing house in Beacon Hill, because it had one of those step-in baths. I was like, I can't live with this. You could have replaced that. <laughs> I don't fucking care, dude. I would have had to have taken a shower in a step-in bath. No. <laughs> Not even one. <laughs> Hell no. Anyway. Sorry. So, um, creepy, so, creepy bathroom, grab bar, And, and the And spot. the, like... The really scary conference room. It was very scary in there. So we would never go back there. And it was just the feeling was like so gross and oppressive. And it just like, it made me feel ill all the time. So I was like very, very happy. I was very scared to be there um, like when it was later. And, you know, if I was ever alone, like really creeped me out. But that was kind of a spooky, spooky, fun summer. Um, But that ghost really, I felt that ghost all the time. So, okay, so do you remember, we both have this book, um, Haunted Houses, I can't remember who oh, it's by, but it's the photography book. I love book. that book. What I want to do, it's similar to that, well, maybe it's the same thing, I don't know, but basically it would be taking photographs of all the places in your life that you get that feeling about. Yeah. Just just that. Not, not to publish it, but just to have it, just right. to have a record of that, because that happens, I would say... It's not frequently, but I would say once every couple of years, I'll come oh, across yeah. a place like that. And looking at houses, dude. Oh, my God. You come across kind of a lot of places oh, like that. Yep. Little story, mini story, but we, you know, we just bought a house not like two months ago. And so we've been looking at houses for fucking years before that. But this past summer, we were looking more intensely. And we went to West Seattle, and we went to a house where the pictures... I could tell from the pictures that the house was probably fucked up. Sometimes you can just tell. Like, there's the a... The quality of light? Yeah. There's sometimes just, where you're like, ooh, ooh, there's something wrong. But yeah. I was like, sometimes the pictures lie. We should, And it was kind of in a good location. And 
anyway, for whatever reason, I was like, let's go look at it. So we, I don't even, first of all, our real estate agent got there first. We pull up and I'm like, oh, hell no. Yeah. Oh, hell no. But Why? I, but I got, I can't explain it. You can just feel it. You know, yeah. Get up, walk in. I was like, oh, hell no. <laughs> then we go down to the basement. Mm-mm. Oh my God. Mm-mm. And my real, my real estate agent was down there and I'm like, this is fucked up, right? Like, I'm not crazy to say that she's like, no, this is very, very fucked up. Like, <laughs> if you guys were considering buying this house, like, I have somebody who, like, comes in and burns sage. Like, oh I God. would call that person to come in before you, like, lived Ooh. in this place. Like, that's how bad it was. So we were Ooh. all just like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Ooh. Did it sell? It did eventually. <gasps> I checked up. It, it sat for a while, but I did check up on it, and it did eventually sell. Wow. But it was one of those places... Because some houses, you can go in, and they're kind of fucked up, but you could fix it. Yeah. Other houses, there's no, no there's no fixing it. No. Like, it, no matter what you did, it would feel bad. And this was one of those houses that I think just, no matter what. It's weird how you kind of know, though. Like, when you're going when you're going house hunting, yep. especially, like, in it was the same way with apartments, too, when we were looking oh. for apartments. Oh, yeah. It would be like, you'd walk into a place, and you'd be like, mm, this is not happening. Like, yep. you can, f- you feel it. And then it's kind of magical when you walk in, and you're like, Oh yeah, this could happen. You know, like yeah, it's, it's all right. It, yeah, so it's really interesting to me. Mm-hmm. <sighs> so spooky. Um, okay, but speaking of workplaces, so when I lived in Missoula, Montana, I worked at the Macy's there, mm. which was an interesting job. What did you do at Macy's? I worked in the cash office. So I oh. I did two <laughs> things. I did gift wrap. So That's can, why you're such a good gift wrapper. I can wrap a mean present. <laughs> and um, I did the accounting. So I would like do the, like count up all the registers at the end of the day or oh, the, the following day. That sounds so fun. I loved it. Oh my God. No, it was, I had it all through college. It was an awesome job. Ugh. And they totally worked around my school schedule. Hell um, yeah. Anyway, and it, what, it, when I first started working there, it was actually the bond. Remember the bond? Yeah. The, the bond marche. And then Macy's bought them. So the Bon Marche was out in yeah. Montana. Isn't that weird? Yeah. Well, I thought it was only here. Nope. Ah, weird. So it w- w- had not always been a Macy's, and it was a really, really, really old building. So it used to. It had been called the Mercantile, Ooh. and it had been a department store since the 1870s. Wow. It was the longest, oper- like continually operating department store west of the Mississippi. Oh, when I worked shit. there. Like, it was nuts. So anyway, this building was really, really, really fucking old because it had been there in the 1870s. And maybe before that, I'm not sure. Whoa. The building was so fucking old, it had had a fucking Indian attack. Like, it was, like, what? this was a story that, like, at some point in time, 1880s, I don't, I should know the tribes around there and I actually don't, um, had attacked justifiably the white settlers and they had like got had to right, go like, into this they building definitely deserved they it. just definitely yes. deserved it and should have died but didn't <laughs> and barricaded themselves in this building oh my God. so anyway so like i worked in the i worked in this building and it was Jesus, which ps that is so fucking montana i'm just gonna say that right so now like montana so montana Ugh. <laughs> so there was some stuff in this building there was interesting shit but um i never saw anything i won't say i did but holy shit the basement oh my god like Which, why is it always basements i don't know and i don't know if this is just like because it's dark and we just want dark stuff to be creepy i don't know that doesn't really make sense to me but this basement was 
fucking scary because it was the entire footprint of the store which is a pretty big store and there was all these like weird little side rooms and dirt floors and just uh, like all kind of pieced together it was Uh -uh. very fucking scary so wait, um, was it like a big open space? No, it was sort of like it, it. It had been one building that had been added onto over the years, uh-huh. and so there was all of all of those different sections had like a basement part to them. So it was not it was not a big open section, and there was like big like storage areas with chain link. I mean, it was bananas down there, and the head custodian, who I can't remember his name anymore, but he said that there was definitely like a well known ghost who who was there. I cannot remember the, the ghost name either, but he had a name. And the story I heard was that he liked to hang out in the furniture section. So we had a whole Cute. we had a whole furniture <laughs> section. And the story I heard was it was a, an older guy in like a flannel, like a plaid flannel shirt. And the people who worked in the furniture department would occasionally be like come up in the morning to open up the store, and they would see him sitting in a chair. Oh, sh- he just wanted to be comfortable. He just wanted girl. to be comfortable in the afterlife, and then he would disappear. So anyway, that I never saw him. But I what will- color was his flannel? I don't know. I feel red, but I don't. I'm not red sure. Black, red and black, right? That's what, that's what that's what I thought in my mind's eye too. Um, but this is my only minor minor story. But there was a spiral staircase. Ooh, where that went up to the attic. So the cash oh, office. No, check this shit out. The cash office was in the old vault. So there was actually, or it wasn't in the vault, but the vault was in the cash office. There was Mm-mm. a giant like safe, like a huge. It was a vault, metal with a door with a combination lock <sighs> on it that actually worked. Oh my god. There was like the original vault and then there was a safe inside the vault. It was but it was crazy. So outside of that there was a spiral staircase that went up to the attic. Okay. Ooh. In the attic they Wait, kept... was it an open door into the attic or no. was there it was closed. closed? Okay. In the attic were the mannequins. I swear Ew. I swear what the to fuck? fucking God. What are they thinking? So seriously. We would go up the stairs to the attic and there were these long rows it was big and there were these long rows of shelves and they had all the mannequin parts. So there'd be the bodies standing there without their heads, usually. They're and just then, fucking asking for a right? haunting. It was I a know. fucking horror movie. Oh and this shit's real, because this is not like somebody, something I'm getting secondhand. This actually was true. I was like, come on, you guys. <laughs> so my job, so I, I was the last person usually to leave, and I had to turn on the alarm. So part of my job, my responsibility was to go upstairs and make sure <gasps> that door was closed. No. Because if it wasn't, you couldn't turn the alarm on. Oh, no. Yeah, so... That was what I had. So I'd have to walk up there by myself every night and be like, oh, shit. And I never heard anything or anything like that. But occasionally the door would be open. (gasps) Now, that doesn't mean anything. Somebody totally could have gone up there. But there were a couple times where I know for a fucking fact that I closed it. And we would go downstairs. And then I wasn't the one. I didn't actually put the code in. But the manager who put the code in was like, you fucking left the door open to the attic. Oh, no. I'm like, no, I didn't. Oh, no. And I would go back up there and the door would be open and I'd have to close oh, it again. God. That was scary. That did, did happen. Did it feel really spooky up there? I mean, yeah. The whole building did. But I couldn't tell if it was just because it was an attic with a spiral staircase with mannequins. Like, it's like... <laughs> You can't get any more horror movie than that. So it's like, And it was always at night when I had to go up there. Of course. Um, so, yeah, it did. But it, but it was also kind of... I liked that building. It yeah. had kind of a fun energy to it. I didn't find it right. scary, really. So that's the weird thing, right? Like the like the Seattle Tower was the same thing, where it's really spooked me out, but I loved it. Like it was, it just felt cool to me. You know, like it was a cool yeah. place. So that's really interesting too. I think. I think some, yeah. I think some ghostly stuff is positive, and some obviously is not. Yeah. And 
Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. Spooky. So here, this is once. This is like I'm, once again a mini story. This is not a real good one, but um, this is a negative one though for sure. Oh. So my parents had these friends who used to live in. I don't know. It doesn't matter. Somewhere like in like Mall Lake or something, and they ended up buying a house in like they lived in Seattle but they ended up buying a house in Mount Lake Terrace and so they were the first people I knew that moved to the suburbs so Ooh. I remember when they they bought this house and me <laughs> and my mom went to go see it and I was probably tw- 12 11 or 12 so we go up there to see this house and it was a totally like not interesting house at all like built in the 60s kind of ugly whatever as many of the houses many houses are mount lake terrace especially Ooh, mount lake terrace. it's like everything's made out of a cinder block there yeah it's it's weird yeah. no offense to anyone who lives in mount lake terrace no but i hate mount lake terrace i know i do <laughs> so oh i don't God, care. like so bad so Ooh. we drive up there and you know they're showing us around their house i don't really give a shit because i'm like you know 11 or 12 and then they said oh yeah we have a finished basement too so I go down there by myself. And they had kids. I don't know where their kids were. They weren't there. So I go down there, and it's a finished basement, obviously, like they said. And it's giant. So it's got, like, a like a kitchen, like a full kitchen down there. And then a huge kind of, like, probably was meant to be a family room, but it looked more like a playroom. It had very, like, almost like the shining carpet, like, really, really oh. bold patterns. Yeah. And, the, like, brick red counters. Like, it was very oh. 60s and very ugly. Yes. Fluorescent lights. Oh. Like, looked like it was built to be kind of like a daycare almost. Very ugly. Interesting. Whatever. Hmm. You know, who they don't have any furniture down there. They haven't really moved in yet. Yeah. And I see a door kind of off to the side. So I go over and I open it up. And it's just a bedroom. Nothing's in it, though. Nothing's in it. It's blue. Color of the wall is blue. It's got blue curtains. And it's very, very, very cold. And I stand in this bedroom and I'm like okay, this is fucked up. Like, my whole life, I had been waiting to watch. Like, I'd read Amityville by this point. Right. I was very well-versed in the world of haunted houses. <laughs> and my whole life, I had been waiting to, like, walk into a place that felt evil. And I finally that did was it. it. That was it. And I was like, oh, shit. And I, I mean, I stood down there for probably five minutes. I was like, okay, why am I getting this feeling from this room? Not the rest of the house, just that room. But it was really fucking bad. And I can't tell you now why. I don't even really remember exactly what the room looked like. But the feeling was extremely intense. So I was like, okay, that's weird. Left. We didn't go over there very much. We probably went back like a year later. Went down in the... I totally like snuck down in the basement. Went down in the room. Same feeling? Same fucking thing. Oh my God. I was like, okay, that's weird. It's still there. Now here's what gets even fucking weirder. Maybe a year or two after that, my dad... Out of the blue is like, oh man, fucking Amy and John's house. That house scares me, and especially there's a room in the basement. <gasps> and I was like, are you fucking serious? And he was like, yeah. He's like, yeah, yeah, it really gives me the creeps. There's this room in the basement. I was like, what the fuck? Check this shit. Five years after that, I'm talking to another one of my mom's friends who, who is a mutual friend of, th- of these people, and she, out of the blue, is like, oh man, their house is haunted. 
Oh my god! So I'm like, okay, this is real, right? Like, if three people have the same experience and they don't talk to each other, like, it's gotta be real, right? Do Amy and John acknowledge They still it? live there. They still fucking live there. It's like 30 years later. Dude, can we please go to their house? Probably. I could probably... Actually, I probably could find a way to get over there. Oh my god. And they're really cool. You would really, really like them. They're, they're awesome people. Carrie. Should we make this happen? I really want to go. Should we take in- the microphone? Yes, Do absolutely. like a reporter on the scene? Yes. Except I don't, I don't think a podcast is a good venue for... Oh, no. We're going to reporter on the scene, <laughs> that shit. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Oh, my God. Girl, that is so spooky. I really want to go see that bedroom. We just drank an entire bottle of wine, and I'm not even mildly buzzed. Neither am I. Is this like non-alcoholic wine? Like it must be. Like that, that can't, how is that, that can't be possible? Should we open a second bottle? That's what I'm I don't know. I can't handle no. that. Eleven point five. <laughs> is that low? Eleven point five. I don't know. Percent? What is the normal wine? Twelve. I, I don't know. I don't. I, think s- I feel like it, that would be close enough. Wow. I'm not even mildly. It buzzed. wasn't. It was not bad wine. But well, you're gonna be so hungover tomorrow. I'm just saying. Fuck. <laughs> You're probably right. God damn it. Oh my god. I hate being 40. I know. It sucks, dude. Um I'm sorry, I'm looking at our list. What's your what's what's your mom's Halloween? What is that? Oh my god. This isn't a spooky story. This is a really <laughs> actually funny story. Okay, we need a funny story. Wait. Maybe it's not time yet. Wait, wait, maybe it's not time yet. Okay. Come back in time to when I was like seven. So it was like 1992. Oh, that was a bad year. Halloween. I was attending a Montessori school at this time, which, as you can imagine, sorry, I'm touching my rat penis as I'm telling this. Uh, Wait, the creative juice is flowing. Time out. Time out. <laughs> Our listeners at home will not know what a rat penis is. <laughs> Do you want to describe what your rat penis is? A rat penis is this. Okay. It's just. <laughs> it's going to sound awful when I say it out well, loud. Well, it's, it's a skin tag. It's a giant skin tag <laughs> that, that is phallic shaped that I've had for mm, maybe 10 years at this point, And I've been pulling on it. Wait, wait, you had it for 10 years? Yeah, because I remember when I had my tumor, which I think was 2008, so maybe it's 11 years. I remember when I had my tumor, I was getting one of those transvaginal ultrasounds, and I was playing with it then. Okay, so that just shows you. Was it, like, was it rat penis then? Like, was it big? No, it was small then. Just a skin tag. It was really small then. And then I, like, really just started yanking on it. <laughs> and then one time I You're like an eight-year-old who's discovered <laughs> masturbation. You're just, like, I, no, you're just, like, pulling on it all the time. Like, all the time. Like, I sometimes at work... Actually, a lot of times at work. <laughs> I, have, I, like, have a way of moving my chair so I can pull my shirt up and diddle my rat penis while I'm at work. It's very comforting. So anyway, uh, oh, but I showed my aunt, and my aunt was like, that looks like a mouse penis. That was when it was small. And now it's graduated to a rat penis. And I've tried to strangle it to death, but it will not die. And you're not going to get it removed. Because I got, I got my raisin removed. I had a, I had a, I had a raisin skin tag. It was disgusting. Tell him about Richie. Wait, I don't remember. What did he say? No, remember like, like how in the bath he would just like always really go for it. <laughs> so it's. I feel like this is not podcast appropriate. Yes, it is. 
But right, so this skin tag was like on my underwear line. So like <laughs> like basically in my crotch. And it's it was Which I have one there too, just PS. Apparently that's a very common place to get them because yeah. your clothes rip against there. Yes. But it, I got it, and it, usually skin tags start off small and kind of grow over time. Right. Like yours, and this, I swear to God, this overnight, it's like I had a fucking raisin on my, like, on my inner thigh. It was really nasty. And so when I used to take baths with Richie when he was younger, although I still take baths with him, but when, when he was younger, he was always like, ooh, what's that? And he would, like, try to grab, I was like, dude, get off. And he'd be like, what is that? I'm like, I don't want to talk about it. Get off me. It was so gross. Well, Richie, it's a oh, skin tag. It's a skin tag. <laughs> uh, I love. I think skin tags are the funniest thing, but they are. They're they're gross yet really entertaining. <laughs> My dad is covered with them. <laughs> what he is? Yes, Where I are they? I dude all over his body. <laughs> like, oh my god! All over his back. What? It's. <laughs> Oh my god! It's oh my god! Such he, a thing. Would he let me diddle his skin tags? Will my dad let you diddle his skin tags? Yeah. No, I think that would make him uncomfortable. If you're Damn. like, I want to touch your skin. Just tags. like, just run it by him, okay? <laughs> so Morgan is very interested in his skin tag situation. <laughs> at least let him like. And his at least feet. Make and his show feet. me. Oh my god! I want to see his feet so bad, dude. Cause like okay, there's like a point. Okay, I'm disgusted by feet, but there's a point where they become so disgusting that I start loving them. Oh, like you would, that's lo- you would love it. You would. Mm, these would be your soulmate feet. Like oh that's. Although they're not as bad as they used to be, but when he was like in his thirties, ooh, bad. ooh, so ooh, bad. so bad. Ew. Oh my god. I just want to get back to those nasty feet times, girl. <laughs> But Sorry, anyway. d- 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 detour. Okay. Major skin skin tag detour. Ooh. Okay, so sorry. Eighty ninety-two. Okay. I was going to a Montessori school, which as you can imagine was filled with mm, nerds, right? So the kind of people who send their kids to Montessori school. We, we were all these kids that like grew up together. Like, just a bunch of wholesome, nice children. I was going to say, it's a lot of paper bag costumes. Like, very, very homemade, very wholesome. Yes, girl. Although, okay, I remember mm, Sharif, this guy Sharif, we touched tongues under the table. And I touched tongues with a guy named Mike. You were French kissing? Dude, no, you weren't French kissing. You were touching tongues. That's pretty much French kissing. No, you you just touched tongues. Yeah. It's like that was the that was the thing. What I think was, that's what we thought. What was the was what was then. the appeal? I don't I don't know. I couldn't figure it out. Either. I also <laughs> shot, Sharif also showed me his wiener, and then he wanted me to show him mine, and I was like, no. He went first. <laughs> the guy always goes first, uh, and then they're yeah. disappointed. When, <laughs> I know. Although, yeah, a vagina is not as as as. There's not as much visual impact right. of a vagina. So I, I just remember I don't being know like very be... shocked. I was like, that's what it looks like? Wait, what? you hadn't seen your dad's penis? No, dude. I've never seen my dad's penis, and I hope I never see I don't know if the penis. amount that I've seen my dad's penis like <laughs> like like ventures into abuse territory. I'm like, huh. <laughs> Maybe it's not normal to see your dad's penis like all No, I'm kidding. I didn't see it all the time, but I I, I definitely saw it. Like, it happened. There saw was, a lot of dead peen, There huh? was a lot of... He was just sort of, like, wandering around out of the shower a lot. <laughs> God. I, like, I would have died if I saw... If my dad did that, I would have died. You've never seen your dad naked? Nope. Never. Oh, my God. <laughs> I don't know. Are you jealous? 
I don't know which of us is more fucked up because of that, but probably me. I'm going to say probably me. Sorry. Girl, I was looking at Sharif's penis. So, um, anyway, uh, where did I... Oh, Halloween in, in oh, Mon- yeah, yeah, Mon- yeah. Montessori school. Okay. Sorry. Whoa. I got sidetracked about Sharif's penis, girl. Okay. So, my mom... I was like, Mom, I need a Halloween costume. And she was like, okay. So she dressed me up in her extremely 90s clothing. So I remember. Wait, that was that her costume? You're you're a 90s woman. Wait. (laughs) So I had like this. It was like a silk shirt that we like tied. You know, like it was like unbuttoned at the bottom and we tied up. So it was kind of like short. Sure. And then I think I had like a black skirt on and like some boots. And I think I wore like a hat, I remember. (laughs) And my mom put like, or maybe actually, maybe I put my makeup on. Because I can distinctly remember blue eyeshadow that went up to my eyebrows. Definitely. Definitely. So, and red lipstick. So we are driving in the car to school. And I was like, mom, what am I? And she was like, well, just tell everyone you're a call girl. And I was like, oh, okay, like, that's fine. You know, I like, didn't know what it was, but I was like, okay. So I go to school and everyone's like, oh, what are you? What are you? And I'm like, a call girl, a call girl. I'm like telling everyone <laughs> that I'm a call girl, telling the teachers I'm a call girl. And then at lunch, Ms. Barnes, who Ms. Barnes was like the size of a barn and also had a full beard, okay? Like the m- biggest whiskers, like beard situation happening. That takes and, a lot of guts to work with kids right? and just like let it let it all hang out I know. facial hair wise. She had really long hair and she had buck teeth. Oh. Like Ms. Barnes, I do not remember a lot of people in my life, <laughs> but I remember Ms. Barnes like so fucking well. And there was another one too, and I remember her face exactly right also. So she had lots of moles, the other one. This one also had moles. Did she you like lots, these women or no? She had lots of skin tags too. I don't know. I was kind of like ambivalent about them. The only problem was that they would sit all day and file their fingernails, and that's still why I have an intense aversion to filing my my nails. I can't do it. It disgusts me. I don't understand why you would file nails when you can just cut them. No, like you were like they were shaping them, girl. Okay, but you're shaping you know, them. No, I long fingernails are nasty because all oh they had the longest fingernails and they were like yellow. All, all you do is get. Just fucking disgusting shit under your fingernails. Not you, but no, everyone. No, I know, but like you, like people clean, or you should you be cleaning them. You can't really clean those. Girl, no, they have nail brushes. Anyway. I know. Okay. <laughs> I know. You're a big believer in the nail brush. Okay. I am okay. a big believer in the Sorry. nail brush. You Sorry. put soap on it, girl. You scrub under there. You can feel it. And it's like, ooh, yes, God. Anyway. <laughs> so they would file their fingernails, which like was horrifying, right? <laughs> so Miss Barnes pulls me into the fucking kitchenette. And she goes like this, what have you been telling people that you are? And I'm like, a call girl. And she was like, where did you hear that? And I was like, my mom. And she was like, you cannot go back out there and tell anyone else that you're a call girl. And I was like, okay. And like, I'm a very sensitive person. So I was like, oh shit. Like I was like, I was in trouble. Right. So I come home. I'm like, mom, mom, they told me that I can't be a call girl. What what's a call girl? And she was like, well, I don't know. She doesn't know. She didn't know what a call girl was. She told me to go to school as a fucking call girl. 
So that's my spooky Halloween story. Dressing up like a prostitute before everyone else yeah. did it. Yep. Yes. Thanks, Mom. Thanks, Mom. My mom also, one time we were in Canada, and my aunt, we, me and my cousin were, it was like that age where you're like listening to headphones all the time in uh-huh. the car. Yeah. And so we're listening to headphones in the car, and my aunt goes, hey, and gets our attention. And so we take off our headphones, and she goes, what's a twat? And I'm like, a vagina? And my mom's like, oh, God, no. And my aunt's like, what? And she was like, oh, my God, no. She's like, I thought it was a butt. And apparently she had been saying, she said to this guy at work, like, what are you doing sitting around on your twat? And he, like, acted really weird about it. She couldn't figure out why. And then when she realized that it was a vagina, she knew why. (laughs) So my mom has, like, a history of this. But that's my spooky Halloween that's story. Your spooky Halloween story. My awful humiliation that has affected me even today. You're so still haunting. traumatized. Yes. You the need scariest. Is this your safe space to talk about it? This is my safe space. Because <laughs> you're a millennial. Okay, boomer. Okay, boomer. Oh my god. Okay, so tell us what other ghost stories do you have. Uh, I don't know if I have anything. I mean, I, no, like nothing else. I think it's really like worth talking about. No. Okay, we'll we'll do one last Montana story. Okay, okay, okay. But this is like once again mini mini story. Which like I feel like Montana might be a really haunted place. Like it seems oh, haunted to me. No, at least, yes, I agree. Particularly Missoula. Yeah, Missoula gave me the fucking heebie-jeebies. Mm. Everybody else loved it there. I did not, and I thought it was very dark. Mm. Mm-mm, mm-mm. Okay, so my parents they live in Montana now. The property that they bought belonged to my mom's great-grandparents. Or oh, my mom's really? grandparents. Yeah. So she rebought the property that had belonged to people in her family. How did she even know it belonged to them? I don't know. Weird. Yeah. So when they bought the property, there was an Old, they told me this. They're like, oh, yeah, there's an old house on the property. And I was like, oh, that's cool. You guys should refurbish it. And they were both like, no. Very, like, emphatically, like, no. And I was Ooh, like, okay. okay, interesting. Backstory a little bit. My grandpa, who was a um, liar or oh. Oh. <laughs> or a teller of tall tales, however you want to okay. look, look at it, yes. depending on the day, um, <laughs> he, he went to this property this was like his great aunt lived there because he this is his family yeah so he and he would tell me stories about going there when he was a kid and she was like a medium this was like this was in the whole period of time where sort of spiritualism was a thing yeah and she was a medium or something she had some sort of funky connection with that and he said that my grandpa said that he would go to this place and he would sleep out on the screened in porch and he would see ghosts Ew. Like, that's, that's what he told me. Like, all the time he would tell me stories about, like, oh, yeah. So there was this house that he would talk about in Montana. I did not connect it that it was the house that my, that my parents had bought. <gasps> no. So anyway. Did uh, it still have the screened-in porch? I don't remember. Yeah, I think it did. Ew. So I had this image of a beautiful Victorian house. And consequently, there had been a beautiful Victorian house at one point on this property that had burned down. Oh. In, like, the... 20s maybe they had built basically a shack like a really weird low kind of 
a bunch of rooms like all like stuck together but no like no f- real floor plan no architecture just kind of like like seriously it was like, like very utilitarian very utilitarian like like a like a step above a log cabin oh. but didn't look as good as a log cabin so that's what was left on the property <laughs> so it's like really a step below a log cabin yeah really <laughs> it's like it's like the 1920s equivalent of like a double wide Ooh, or a single wide like not sad. good so i finally end up going out to the property and seeing this house. So my parents take me in this and I was like, oh, oh no, you're totally right. You need to tear this shit down. <laughs> Why? It was the grossest feeling place I've, and I can't tell if it's just, just basically how it looked. Like if that's the reason it felt so nasty, if there, if there was other stuff in there. Wait, was it like run down, run down? It was very run down. I mean, nobody like, had lived there for a there long There was time. like, was there like holes in the roof kind of situation? No. Not that rundown. But it was like, like, run down how? Like, I mean, were there holes in the, like, what was no, it like? there weren't holes in the wall or the ceiling, but, like, plywood floors. There oh. was, um, have you ever seen a linoleum carpet? What? You know, you know what linoleum is? Yeah. So imagine linoleum that's printed to look like a carpet, and then they nail it to the floor. What? That was in the rooms. So stuff, I mean, stuff from, like, the 30s and 40s. Oh. There was a cloffet tub. I think they may have saved that. Um, but, like, these weird, like, plywood floors with, like, this weird, like, linoleum on top of it. Oh. Um, tiny little windows, like, really small windows. So it was really dark. Ooh. The room, like, they, the layout made no sense. So it was just, like, like rooms kind of, like, all in a row. And it, it just... How long had it been since anyone lived there? Not as long as you would think. I don't know, a couple years. It, it looked wow. like it had been, like, ten, but I don't think it had been that long. Oh my god. Anyway, so that, I mean, it was just one of those things where I was like, before I saw it, I'm like, oh, an old house, that's so awesome, let's refurbish it. And then you take one look at it, you're like, <laughs> like tear this shit. that shit down, <laughs> and then like, just, like put salt on the, on, the, on the ground over there, like, just get, make sure nothing's growing over there. So like your family that. lived in the house when it was like that? Yeah. Ew. That was the house my grandpa used to go stay in and Ew. see the ghosts. So anyway, so they, they tore that down and then they built their house, not where it was. It's like back a little bit farther, but still, yeah, that was there. Yeah, you, are your, is your parents' house creepy? No. Oh, that's no. Good. But yeah, Montana's fucking scary. Yeah. Yeah. I think I, there's a lot of, there's, there's a lot of weird shit there. I don't like it. Yikes. Mm. Oh my God. So that might be, yeah, that may be, that may be all. Wow. Well, well, I love being scared. It's like kind too. of my it's favorite thing. The best thing in the entire world. It's so fun. Uh, and I feel like I don't have it happen that often, which is kind of a bummer. I know. But I feel like I had it happen recently, too. Like, I actually saw a movie recently that scared me, which what? never happens oh anymore. Oh, my God. I know. I was like, oh, my God. <gasps> it was either that or it was every once in a while. This is so fucking embarrassing. I'm going to say this anyway. This is Just embarrassing. Say it. It's okay. Are you ready? Yeah. Amityville 2 scares the shit out of me sometimes. What? I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm being being real. Carrie. I'm being real. And if I'm in the right or wrong frame of mind, I can go down like a, like a haunted house path and I can like, (laughs) I, I get freaked out. Okay. So that happens to me sometimes. Like I'll watch shows and it will be like one detail in the show will like really spook me. And then I get creeped out so bad for the rest of the night. Uh, so this is really embarrassing. Um, it can't be more embarrassing than Amityville, too. There's, <laughs> uh, that's no. not, it's not possible. No, it definitely can. So uh, 
Did you watch the first season of American Horror Story? Yes. Okay. The Infantara. <laughs> you know that little baby Oh, yeah, thing? yeah, yeah. For some reason, I was watching that. I know, sorry. My rap penis <laughs> is very distracting. For some reason, okay, we were, like, watching that right when we moved into this house. And, you know, basement, scary, right? For some reason, there will be times where I am going downstairs and I just think of the Infantara in my basement. Well, that, I don't like American Horror Story particularly, but no, that it's really ridiculous. It was, was really spooky. Yeah, it was pretty good, actually. I know. It was really good. And it was, the basement was fucking scary. So I, I, I can get on board. I can get on board with that. My basement is definitely not haunted, though. No. It just is, like, stinky. <laughs> it's haunted by farts. <laughs> yes. Which is kind of like, like your shit spirit. Really, if you think about it. (laughs) All right. Well, on that note, I guess we'll end it. Thanks for listening. (laughs) Bye. Bye.